Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Rabbi E in 3. I'm Rabbi Yosef Edelstein, that's Rabbi E for short, and I'm coming to you as a <coughs> Facebook Live video and as, uh, well, it will be in the form of a YouTube video, I hope, on the Moor DC channel and a podcast, Rabbi Ian 3, to be found at all podcast directories. And I'm going to watch my time because your time is important and my time is important and the Holy Sabbath is coming. Yes, indeed. Okay, now, um, I have not researched or rather looked into the exact um, derivation of this song I'm about to sing. I haven't heard it actually in probably 45 years or, you know, you can find out whenever the song came out and whatever Hollywood film it was a part of, which it was back in my childhood, but I certainly remember it from the car radio and it pertains to what I want to share with you today. So forgive me, it's not exactly a holy song, but the message we'll extract from it may well be holy. Do you know where you're going to? Do you like the things that life is showing you? Where are you going to? Do you know? Na na na. I don't remember the other. I I have not. I didn't look it up. You can look it up. I don't think it was Olivia Newton John. Whoever was singing that song. Do you know where you're going to? Do you like the things that life is showing you? Where are you going to? Do you know? It's relevant to our lives. That question with or without without the melody, okay? Um, and to this week's Torah portion, the Torah is instructions for life. It's not archaic history. It's not obsolete. It's not a dusty old book on the shelf. It speaks to you and me through the examples that we hope we learn from, learning from our ancestors and their mistakes so we don't make the same mistakes. And they made some mistakes. In this week's Torah portion, Baha'u third one in the book of Numbers, Bamidbar, and throughout the book of Bamidbar Numbers, which is, Numbers is such a boring name. It, it, it's called that because it indeed opens the fourth book of the Torah with a census of the Jewish people counting the numbers. But Bamidbar, literally, that's the Hebrew name of the book officially, is called, it means in the wilderness. A much more dramatic, hard-hitting, worthy of a Hollywood film, much more than the book of Numbers, right? So the whole book of Numbers is in the wilderness, and it's the journeys of the Jewish people in the wilderness, and I'm afraid a lot of it is the mistakes and setbacks of the Jewish people, the poor choices of our ancestors, the Jewish people in the Midbar, in the desert. However, that doesn't mean, by the way, that everything they did was wrong. In general, we did amazingly well, and we followed God loyally throughout the wilderness, where he led us, which we'll be talking about, where we were going to, etc. But there are mistakes, and it starts in this week's Torah portion um, with a crucial one. They started to complain, the Jewish people, and Hashem got very angry, and he sent a fire, and the fire ravaged part of the Jewish people. <laughs> he got angry that his people complained. That's a laugh, right? Huh? Are we, we know, we pride ourselves, we joke about, we're the people of Kvetch, right? But it wasn't just a complaint like it's hot. By the way, you need a lot of background information to really take things into context when you study the things about the Jewish people in the desert. We weren't in 150 degree heat like's going on in the Southwest now. God protected us with clouds of glory. It was climate controlled. Yes, we traveled. Yes, it was not easy moving with families and here and there, but we followed when God led us by means of a cloud during the daytime and a pillar of fire at night. We followed. It wasn't easy, but it was not torture, right? So we didn't just complain by saying, oh, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of tired from, from the traveling right now. 
Our rabbis explained that it was more than that. It was a, a, a pointed dart of accusation, I'm paraphrasing, at Hashem, like, why are you putting us through this? We're tired from, we've been marching for three days, why are you doing this? And it was intended for Hashem to hear, a rabbi say, so to speak, hears everything, but, and, and, and Hashem got angry. So it wasn't just a complaint. What it really was, was a very uh, strong declaration whether it was actually verbalized or not, is not as important of the fact that they, the Jewish people, our ancestors in the desert, didn't like the things that life were showing them. Now, okay, you could say, gosh, my gosh, any kind of complaint, okay, they're human beings. We know whenever we look at the Torah, Hashem judges every person or every generation in proportion to what's expected of them. And that generation saw miracles and heard God speak. Okay, whatever, but why did God take them on a nonstop three-day march in the desert, the Midbar, which is the cause of this first complaint of others? Why was God doing that? Context is really important. They had just left Mount Sinai after an incredible time there, hearing the commandments and building a tabernacle, and, that, and now they were heading straight to where? Eretz Israel. In fact, God said the reason that, you're, that they were going through this rapid pace march in the not 150 degree heat, but yes, in the desert and schlepping and not resting as much, three days in order that they should be quickly getting into the Holy Land, the land of milk and honey. In other words, this rapid journey was for their own good. And we were not just fetching. It wasn't fetching. It wasn't fetching. It was, we don't like what this is all about. We don't like, what are you doing to us? And we have to say that for that generation, those people, what they'd seen, what they knew, and they knew where they were going to, but yet they didn't like the things that Hashem was showing them. Sorry for the rhyme scheme breaking down there. But they didn't like how God was leading them. And it was judged like a sin. And in fact, some of the great rabbis say even worse in a way than an, an action. It wasn't an action. They didn't worship idols. They didn't hurt somebody or kill somebody right there. It was a blemish. That's even too wimpy a word. It was a, it was a gash in the emuna, the faith that I guess they should have had. I'm not judging them, but the Torah seems to show us this. A gash in the, the, in the, in the body of their emuna, their faith in God's divine providence and his benevolence. And it doesn't mean they, should, they couldn't have said, ugh, my feet are tired, but I guess they could have said, I'm not judging, I would have been the worst one there, I'm sure, but they could have said, you know, wow, okay, God knows where he's taking us, and they knew where they were going. And they could say, even, even if they weren't explicitly told, this march is about to get, I don't know if they were told, they knew where they were going to, to Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. I don't know if they got, they knew the exact timetable, but that's also part of the test and challenge of the Jewish people, that God was taking care of them. He knows what he's doing. He's not doing this to, to, to dray our cup, to, to so, make our feet sore. By the way, their, their, their feet also didn't get that sore in the desert. That was another miracle of that their shoes didn't wear out on them. In any case, it's all for the best. It's all for the good. Or So, kvetching is not a good thing, adds negative energy to our lives and the lives of those who have to listen to it. Sorry, Mrs. E, my dear wife. <laughs> okay, but this was something deeper than fetching. I don't like how you're dealing with my life, Hashem, on some level. I don't like how you're running my world. That's not good. 
and let's bring it right home because this is not ancient history. That generation, and they did other things wrong and on their level, but we're supposed to take Torah, and I got to wind it down here, Torah to, to elevate us, to educate us, to illuminate us, our minds and our hearts in this world. If someone doesn't believe at all in a God, then, hey, we have to have a different Rabbi Ian 3. Okay, but many of my listeners believe, as Jewish people or non-Jewish people, that life is not random and that we're not just wandering through our lives. Ah, I wanted to mention that, right? Because the Jewish people were clearly not, and they knew they weren't wandering in the desert. And when people say that colloquially, informally, it gets me a little bit teed off in my own way. I don't, I don't express it that way, but they weren't wandering. God led them journey by journey. And it says so explicitly in this Torah portion, the cloud would move and, and it would stop and they didn't camp and then it would move and they camped. And the Jewish people, like I said before, loyally followed God in the desert throughout all the many years in the desert. Loyally, they were not wandering. God was leading them place to place, experience to experience. Okay. Now, I should have said very quickly to, to, to emphasize that th because of our ancestor shortcomings, they didn't go in quickly to the land of Israel. And it became the 40 years of not wandering, of being led journey by journey, step by step. But in our own lives, do we see the things that happen to us as random? Well, if we believe in Hashem Yisbarach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the God of Israel, no, it's not random. Do I, do I, now, do I have as clear a pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire at night leading me in my life here to there? No, we don't. That's true. We don't live with that explicit divine providence on a certain level. But we as Jewish people are nourished from the Torah and we know that God leads us as a people with divine providence, even if in periods like now, perhaps it's not as open as the pillar of cloud and pillar of fire, but he leads us and he leads us as individuals in our lives. I don't mean geographically, although that too, why I'm in D.C. or, or the outskirts of D.C. I was born in West Hartford, Connecticut. I, I, it, it, it's a whole story for another Rabbi Eden 33, right? But do I see my life as random or do I see it as a series of journeys that God is sending me? Challenges. It might not be smooth, but am I going to curse out God? figuratively or literally, because something's not smooth or because right away I don't see the benefit of something that I'm experiencing. And even more globally, I hate to say, we struggle with this myself too sometimes, our whole situation, not just what's happening, but who I am, what I was given, where I was born, my parents, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, it, it's, okay. So first of all, it's not random. It's sent to you by God. He's leading us step by step through the wilderness of our lives. And where are we going? We're going ultimately to the world to come. And what's our job? To do righteous deeds, to keep the Torah, to study the Torah, to elevate the world and ourselves through the mitzvot, through the commandments. We know where we're going, but in the bother and the clamor and the difficulty of life, we forget. And when we stub our toe figuratively or literally, we can curse out, God, I can't believe what you're putting me through. And that's the sin that's in this week's Torah portion. Not a kvetch, but just like, I don't like how you're dealing with me. And we have to work on choosing the perspective, I like how you're dealing with me. Whatever it is, I hope it's sweet and beautiful and successful in every possible way. We want all sorts of blessings. But even if it's not, it's being sent to me. You're leading me. I have an opportunity. I have a challenge. I have something I can gain from in this situation, geographical or otherwise. And certainly not to hurl a complaint at God. The rabbis say God deals with us the way we deal with him and with other people. If we're merciful to other people, Hashem shows us more mercy. The great Slonim Rebbe, one of the 
inspirations of our time, the Rebbe of the late Rebbe of the Shalom Hasidic group in his books in Yeshiva Shalom says this a lot and it's so powerful. And believe me, Rabbi E needs to hear this. I'm going to finish with this. If we are joyful, besimcha, with how God is dealing with us, how he's leading us, if we like the way he's leading us, then even when we're not so perfect in our stumbling along, hobbling along, traveling along, he'll, he'll look for the good in how he sees us. If we like how he leads us, he likes us even more, the one he lovingly leads. Do you know where you're going to? Do you like the things Hashem is showing you? Where are you going to? To the path of righteousness. Do you know? I could keep singing, but that would be very embarrassing. Have a wonderful Shabbat. Uh, check this out. Subscribe to Rabbi Ian 3, whatever I'm supposed to say at the end here. But whatever it is, see you and hear me next time. Thank you so much.